0: Welcome to the High Praises Church Podcast. We hope you are blessed by today's sermon. Now, here's lead pastor, Chris Sastar. Turn to the Gospel of Mark chapter four. I wanna preach and I want us to have an opportunity of ministry to take place. Meanwhile, you look good today. What a good looking service, congregation. We're filling up these seats please work with the ushers each week as they find trying to find seats for blocks of two and three and four if they ask you to move in say yes sir yes ma'am and move in and work with them will you do that so we can let families come in new families whatnot people be seated like i told you last week i'd give up my chair if i had to If I knew it would help somebody else to be seated, I'll just go stand on the back against the wall. A lot of you men may say, I'll do that. Have that servant's heart. Mark chapter 4. I'm preaching this morning a message I've entitled, Peace in the Midst of the Storm. I want to begin at verse 35. On the same day when evening had come, Jesus said to his disciples, I'm filling in the blanks there for you. Let us cross over to the other side. And now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling up. But Jesus was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. Asleep in the storm. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Say amen to the word this morning. Amen. You can be seated. A few years ago, Uh, One of the elders of our church, Steve Gould, and I were out on Lake Hartwell fishing. There were storms. They weren't lightning storms. They were just rainstorms, cells that were all over Anderson County that particular day. But we went fishing anyway. We had rain gear on. And we would fish at a certain spot. We'd see a storm coming, and we crank up the boat. We'd take off, shoot down the lake to another place, and we'd dodge it. We did this three or four times. We were dodging storms to fish. And so we finally got back close. We were at River Forks Ramp, and we were there. I could see the ramp, and we were fishing. Literally, we were on the edge of the system. Over here was blue, but over here was just the darkest gray. I, I got us right on the edge of it. I thought we're okay, and we were fishing. Well, I got so caught up into fishing that I wasn't paying attention, and Steve all of a sudden said, you need to crank up the boat. We need to go. And I turned around. I said, why? He said, look, and over this way, was coming a storm. And I'm talking about the rain, the big sheet of rain was falling and you could see it. And it was heading this way fast. I said, sit down. And we cranked that boat up and I shot over there to the ramp and Steve jumped out. I said, hurry up, go get the, and I'm putting stuff away and trying to get everything. And I just threw on my rain gear and I look back. And if you've ever been to River Forks, you know what it's like, big open water, the big, massive sheet of rain was coming across the water it was they were big drops too just coming this way and it was like 50 yards 40 yards 30 yards Up, steve hurry up <laughs> he's trying to back the boat in and i ran the butt. about the time i ran the boat up on the trailer it it, it got me and i'm talking about i got soaking wet and the boat got soaked, but we did get out. But you know, we had to hook everything up and jumped in the truck. And I mean, we were just wet. It was, it got us. And if you've ever had that happen, you'll never forget it. I think something similar must have happened to Jesus and the disciples on the Sea of Galilee. The weather, though, for their situation was perfect. It was a sunny day, it was a calm day. They were enjoying a leisurely trip on calm waters. And I have never been to Israel, but I'm told that this is very common. It's always been this way. It's still this way today. That because that lake is, I think, maybe even below sea level, that and it has the mountains around it, that all of a sudden storms will pop up on that lake like this, the Sea of Galilee. That's what happened this day, a windstorm. And it was swooping down on the lake. The waves were Building up, and they were so large that they were going over the side of the fishing boat and filling the boat up with water. And I've had that happen one time, both times because I was in a fishing tournament. I was out on a boat with big waves like that, where the wind was 20 to 30 miles an hour, and we were soaking wet, and waves were washing the wind was washing waves over the side of the boat. I mean, we got soaked. And that day, I made a promise I would never do that again, but somebody talked me into fishing in another tournament with 20, 30 miles an hour. And the same thing happened, and I made a sure promise that day I would never go do that again, and I haven't. So if it's blowing 20 to 30 miles an hour, don't expect me to come out there with you and fish. I know what that's like when those waves are just pounding over top of the boat the disciples could not bail water fast enough and they realized the boat was on the verge of sinking and they panicked. Now, I've lived long enough to know, brothers and sisters, that life can be a lot like being in a boat on the water. You can have sunny skies and clear weather and everything calm. Your marriage is great. The kids are doing great. They're doing good in school. You got a good job, your wife has a job, your husband has a job, you all are making good money, you get to go off, take vacations, do what you want, family's good, extended family, everything's good in life, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a crisis can arise. Metaphorically, you would call it a storm, and your world is turned upside down, and peace turns to panic. Anybody ever been there? I told you last week that believers are not exempt from attacks from the enemy. I will tell you also today that believers are not exempt from storms. You may be experiencing a storm in your heart, turmoil in your heart, because of hurt, because of anguish, disappointment, or sorrow. You may have a storm that you're dealing with in your mind, worry, fear, uh, tormenting thoughts, replaying the past, your past mistakes, your past failures. You may feel turmoil in your spirit, what the Bible calls a troubled spirit. On the eve of his crucifixion, we read this in John 13, 21, Jesus was troubled in his spirit because he knew Judas was going to betray him. Troubled in your spirit. And the result is you lose your sense of peace. You're no longer peaceful. Peaceful, filled with peace, full of peace. The peace is gone. Peace has been disrupted. Let me just stop right here as a preacher also of the gospel of Jesus Christ and tell you that if you're unsaved and you're not right with the Lord, and just remember, even though you're in a church filled with mostly saved people, we were all unsaved at one time. Some of you were worse heathens than others. And all the former heathens said, amen. Oh, Lord, that was a lot of heathens. A sinful person faces their own kind of turmoil or storm due to sin. I thought about this. A sinner lives with built-in turmoil because of the presence of sin and their sinful ways. In other words, they stay in a never-ending storm and there is no peace. Their turmoil rages in their heart and their mind and their soul as shame and guilt and fear of God's wrath and even conviction. I read Isaiah 48, 22, There is no peace says the Lord for the wicked. Isaiah fifty seven twenty. but the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest whose waters cast up mire and dirt. Have y'all looked at Lake Hartwell the last few months? Looks like chocolate milk, doesn't it? Trust me, because I'm out there trying to find clean water to fish in. It looks like chocolate milk because of all the storms and the rain and the winds and the water's been churned up and the sediment that's running off the banks. And it's got the... That's what a sinner's life is like. Sinners have thoughts that create a storm within. Someone has said that an unsaved person wrestles with a longing that he or she cannot explain. A sinful person asks deep questions that he cannot adequately answer like, Why am I here? Does life have meaning? If I die, will I live again? Or is this as good as it gets? Will I have to stand before God and give an account for how I have lived my life? I think it's interesting that back to the story, the one person unaffected by the storm obviously was Jesus. Mark says he was asleep in the stern of the boat. Wouldn't it be nice to be like Jesus? To sleep through life storms and never worry about it at all. I only know of one person in our church family who can do that, and he and I are going to have lunch Tuesday. Because of a bout with cancer, they have moved removed his adrenaline gl- glands. So he has no fear. He could walk up on six rattlesnakes and it wouldn't have messed with him one bit. No adrenaline. He told me the other day, he said, I don't have nightmares. No fear, no worry, no adrenaline going off. He's the only person I know in this church that can do that. The rest of us, we got to battle worry and fear and panic. But let me just give you a good news this morning. I look at Jesus in that boat and realize that your storm may be bothering you, but I can tell you right now, it's not affecting Jesus. He's at peace with your storm. You're not, but he is, let me tell you why. Number one, he's in control. I'm going to tell you this morning, as a just-turned-57-year-old man, that I have learned, I learned it long ago by a man that was my age, I learned this as a young man, and it has helped me that no matter what you go through in life, the one little saying that will get you through it, among others, is God is in control. God is in control will get you through more storms because you think I'm out of control, I don't know what's happening. I don't know how to fix this, but thank God, the God that I served, Jesus, take the wheel. I'm telling you, he's taking the wheel. God is in control. The second reason why he's at peace in your storm is he has the solution to what you are facing. Y'all, he can speak a word and calm your raging sea. Okay, he can speak a word and peace can flood your mind, flood your heart, flood your soul. He's got the answer. The third reason is he knows the outcome. When you're in the storm, you don't know what's going to happen. But while the future is a mystery to you, it's clear as day to him. And here's the best part. I was writing in my notes, he doesn't just know the end of your story. He's writing the end of your story. So if the devil's trying to write it one way, God can say, nope, don't like that. I, I, I'm greater than you. I'm going to rewrite it this way. And what the devil means for, for evil, God will turn around for good. I feel the Holy Ghost right then. Hallelujah. Well, the panicking disciples woke Jesus and screamed, don't you care? What a dumb question. Does God care? Of course he cares. There's a verse in the Bible that says, casting all your care on him because he cares for you. Y'all listen to me. He cares about you. Just because you're in turmoil and he's he's not in turmoil, you are, does not mean that he doesn't care doesn't mean that he's insensitive. It doesn't mean that he's unsympathetic to your plight. He knows what you're going through. So you have to pray and you have to trust God because he loves you more than you could ever imagine. Do y'all, don't raise your hand, but do you ever get impatient with the Lord? You're in the middle of a storm and just because he doesn't answer your prayer according to your schedule, then you think that he's ignoring you, you think that he doesn't care about you, it's not true. You just have to pray and trust God and wait on the Lord. Everybody say pray, trust God, wait on the Lord. That's what you have to do. And we'll do the first one. We'll waffle on the second one and the third one. That's the one that gets us. Because we want it all to be better yesterday. But I had to remind myself this week of my own personal storms that sometimes God brings you out, but other times he'll bring you through. I want him to bring me out. But sometimes you have to go through it to get to it. How's that for one-liners? I was at Perk's Car Wash this week. And there's a lady in there. She's an older lady that has worked there for some time That's at the cash register's desk. And, and there was another guy in there that I knew, and we, we were, the three of us were talking. Uh, and she, as we were talking, he made comment about how, you know, she almost died. I said, what do you mean you almost died? She said, I got COVID and I almost died. I said, you got to be kidding me. She said, no. She said, it was horrible. She said, listen to what she told me. She said, it was the darkest time of my life. She said, it was dark. A darkness overcame me. I'm telling you, I think I think hell was behind a lot of COVID. That may seem extreme. If it does, I'm a Pentecostal preacher. Write it off on that. (laughs) And she said, I wondered where was God? I thought, uh oh. I don't know where this story's going, and I'm a preacher. But you know what she said next? She said, but he was there all the time. Just because I didn't feel him, just because I was in the storm, never changed the fact. This is what that lady told me. He was there all the time, and God brought her through. What a testimony. Now, my my spiritual mind looks at this story, and, and the disciples said, don't you care? And I thought, well, at least they prayed. That's prayer, right? When you talk to God, isn't that prayer? Simplest definition of prayer is talking to God. It was just a bad prayer. (laughs) Our dear and kind, most gracious Jesus, we thank thee this day for this day that thou hast given us, yea, even for the rain that replenishes the earth. But yea, Lord, the rain is way too much, and the wind doth blow us into tragedy couldst thou find it in thy heart. (laughs) Nobody had taught them how to pray Elizabethan. I hope you don't pray that way. Don't you care? How many of y'all ever been in a storm and you prayed an ugly prayer? I have. I prayed some ugly prayers. You know, when in turmoil... The Bible does say, pray about your situation. Pray about it. But it also says, while you're at it, pray for peace. I want to share a scripture with you. Very simple preaching today. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing. Storms will make you anxious. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. What's the result? And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will show up in your heart and in your mind and guard those through Christ Jesus. And I'm going to show you something in the Greek language. When it says, let your request be made known to God, it literally reads, but they chose not to do it this way. They probably thought it was too verbose, but literally it reads... And let your request be made known in the presence of God. Get in His presence. That's why you need to get in a prayer closet. That's why you got to go out in your car while you're driving, if that's your prayer closet, and pray. That's why you need to come to church and get in the presence of God. That's why you need to get in an altar and get in the presence of God, because when you get in His presence, peace flows. When you get in his presence, joy flows. When you get in his presence, strength comes into your being when you get in this. There's something about the anointed. That's why y'all like this church. I know you like it for a lot of reasons, but I'm going to give you one reason why you like it here. Because the presence and the power of God through the third person, the Holy Spirit, is here. And it's a manifested presence. You feel him right now, don't you? I feel him right now. And the anointing flows, which is the power of God from his presence. And you know that the anointing can make a difference in your life. That's why you want to be in church in His presence. And let me just talk about this, and then I'm going to come to a close. I I, I really wanted to get to this. I've talked about this before, but I'm going to talk about it again today. Last Sunday, I was transparent, very vulnerable. I'm going to be even more vulnerable today. If you are Spirit-filled, you've been baptized with the Holy Spirit, I want to encourage you To talk to God in prayer and ask Him to begin having, to help you to have a prayer language, a spiritual prayer language in your life. In other words, to put it in terms that everybody understands, God, pray through me in tongues. Pray through me in the Holy Ghost. Pray that. There is is a powerful work of God that happens when you pray in the Spirit. I've I've shared this before, but I want to share So I'm going to just be very open with you, okay, today? Is this okay? I'm just going to be open. Last Sunday, when I finished preaching and I got in my truck, I I left here and I could not put my finger on it with my spirit incredibly troubled. And I did not know why. I went home and I told Leah and I said, I don't know what's wrong, but I said, my spirit is troubled. And I prayed that night and I couldn't shake it. The next day I came to the office, I I got one of the members of our staff that that I had confidence in and and, and that I felt like I said, did I say or do anything yesterday that was wrong? Is there something I need to apologize? Did I stick my foot in my mouth? I don't know, and I told them, they said, no, you didn't do anything. I will tell you, you didn't say or do anything that was, I I said, I'm troubled in my spirit and and this, this goes into Monday and I went home Monday and and I'm just praying, talking to the Lord. I said, "Lord, I don't understand what's going on." And I started praying, and suddenly, now we use these terms in Pentecost, and I'm sorry for it. It is the vernacular, but we'll say things like the Holy Spirit hit me. And I'm sure some of you are going, "He did what? It's it's vernacular. It's it's not. He didn't hit me. He." He, he if I was correct, he rose up in me because he lives inside of me and I'm clothed with his power, but he just rose up in force and he, my goodness, he's God, and he rose up in all of a sudden and took over my tongue and I started praying in tongues in the Holy Ghost. Shh, God, I feel him right now I didn't know if I was going to get through this part of this service or not. Shh. And I don't know how long that went on, but I'm just telling you, when I finished, because I said, God, I don't know what it is, so whatever it is, you're going to have to deal with it. And suddenly, when I finished praying in tongues, and and that ceased, peace came all over me. That troubled spirit left me instantly. I said, why does it have to be like that? I don't know. There are things that are happening in the spiritual realm. We want to be so caught up in this world. There are things we just don 't understand. But what I do know is that God did a work of it. If you read first Corinthians uh, chapter fourteen verse four, it tells us that praying in tongues results in Personal edification, that means it builds you up, it strengthens you. I think that Romans 8 says, and we, when we don't know how to pray as we ought, that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. In other words, I don't have the words to say he has to groan and speak through me. By the way, we get this all out of whack, but if you'll read that, he says that he intercedes. Then the next verse says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. We've tried to separate those two verses. Y'all learning anything? Now you know why I want you to be baptized with the Holy Ghost? Now I'm going to be very transparent. Leah has had a lot of health problems. It's kept her out of church. She had to go to the doctor this week. She's going through some things we're trying to figure out. We don't know if it was a result of COVID we had before Christmas. We don't know what's going on, but she's got some things going on. I've, I, my knee is killing me. I, my, my knee, I'll get a shot. It's lasted about a week and a half. I am immobile. I'm having, I've got to see the doctor this week. I'm, I'm, I'm about at the point. I want them to just go ahead. I don't care what they say. Give me a knee replacement. I'm, like, ready for it. I don't know what they're going to tell me, but, I, but I'm inactive. It, it, it's affected me, and then I've got another thing that I need to go see the doctor about. You It doesn't matter, but it's, but it's kind of thing that's just kind of worrying me a little bit. Anybody know what I'm talking about? gets back here. But this one's been different. And I, God gave me peace Monday, but then as the week went on and some of these things, something transitioned. And from a troubled spirit, which was inside, I had this feeling. I don't know how to describe it to you, but some of you are going to to resonate with you. I've never had this happen like this this week, but I have walked around with this feeling of doom and gloom over my head like a cloud. And if you've never been there, then you know what? Praise the Lord. You keep enjoying life, but just keep living. Let the old man help you here. Just keep living. I can teach you some things. Help you to be better prepared when it comes. And this went on; it's happening on my birthday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday morning. I woke up with this. Just I was telling Lee about it, and I took the dog outside Saturday morning, cold, and I'm standing out there waiting on him to do his business. And I said, "Lord, I'm just. I wake up and I've got this doom and gloom. God, I." I'm tired of this, Lord. I mean, here, I'm going to. This is what I told the Lord more than once. I said, God, I'm going to preach on you being the peace speaker, and I'm living in turmoil. I'm not going to get the rest of my notes. I'm just going to have to quit. I'm just preaching right now. Matter of fact, I'm not even going to worry about time. We'll just, children's apartment is just going to have to keep teaching those kids. And I'm always conscious of that, but today I have got to get this out of me. And I just stood there saying, Lord, I'm going to preach on peace. And y'all, it happened again. Jesus. Jesus. Standing out on the, on the sidewalk. The dog doing, sniffing around. And it's cold. Me talking to Jesus about what is this doom and gloom. And the Holy, Holy Ghost hit me. Uh, he's hitting me right now. God I feel his I started pr- out of the blue I wasn't thinking I, you know I probably need to pray in tongues right now <laughs> none of that I've been doom and gloom I mean I'm struggling it's cold hurry up buddy. get in here boom standing outside it shut up my God that's how it happens I started speaking in tongues, I mean in force, the power of the Holy Ghost coming up inside of me the spirit of God said you let me handle this he started praying and y'all it was one of those where it just kept coming and kept coming and kept coming and cars are riding by and I just just didn't ignore them. I ignored him I just kept speaking in tongues I thought if somebody comes walking down the sidewalk and they said good Lord what's happened to him but I just kept praying in the Holy Ghost finally it ended and when it did that doom and gloom had been blown away and God spoke peace so I could come to this pulpit and tell you not only is it true for the word of God but it's happened to your preacher let me shout a while. somebody praise him in this house somebody give the God who is a peace speaker praise in this house. stand to your feet I'm through preaching stand up and give him another hand clap of praise in this house thanks for listening be sure to join us Sunday mornings in person or online at 10 a.m for more information or to watch our services online please visit us at www.highpraises.org or check us out on social media.